He, he just got, it was, it was, it was good. He got, you can tell that he got paid and didn't give a fuck. It was great. And uh, I'm Bored is one of the songs that really, really stuck out for me. Uh, we had played something from uh, the Pixies, uh, Surferosa. We did Break My Body. That's a good one. Les McCann and Eddie Harris. Uh, from the the Swiss Movement record, we did it compared to what? Bauhaus, we did Kick in the Eye. Um, that's a good one. Utopia, Love, Love is the answer. And we opened up with uh, Black Sabbath, because I've got a bunch of, or a few, uh, the first three Black Sabbath records. So, uh, yeah, I'm locking those for a while. <laughs> that was The Wizard. That's a great tune, man. And that's a, what a great band. If you... That that shit was all cut pretty live, right? I mean, just listen to that. Those that was that scared people the way they they and they were just like four guys doing it, scaring people. Uh, segment we do here is called "Rise in the Basement" because it's no lie. Woo! In the basement, we're miles apart. No surprise, gonna rise from the basement. And what it is, it's home recordists, any style, any genre. Just has to be recorded where you live, where you sleep. So people send us, uh, um, you know, links to their stuff. This is Michael uh, Melovich. All right, I'm going to go back. Well, let's see. Um, Michael Melovich, he's uh, from the Sacto, is what the, the Hepcats call it. Well, I don't know, Sacto. I like Sac. <laughs> Sacramento. It's nice. If you could find some shade in there in the summer, some shade by the river, it's nice. It's nice. If you're stuck out in the fucking desert, uh -uh, it's no good. Uh, Michael Melovich, I think, uh, per your request, the Rumble Bangers are homegrown from their latest release, How Much, also available on Spotify. Oh, okay, I hope we don't. This song's called Just Wonderful. If you dig it, um, let's see. I want to make sure I got everything as it should be. I got to do that switch and turn that up. This is Just Wonderful. Michael Melovich out of uh, Sacramento, California. I'm touching that. I'm hoping. Uh, it's not doing anything. Let's see. Hold on. All right. It's, this is a YouTube thing, so hopefully it won't come up for an advert or something. Tap to unmute. I can do that. Just Wonderful. The Rumble Bangers.
Adventures, uh, what was that? Uh, God, Bulldog. No, Lonely Heart. Oh, man, I wanted to play Bulldog. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, all right, I'm not going to lie to you. The Ventures, I've got a bunch of the records. I buy them whenever I see them. Uh, but I haven't, like, really uh, committed them all to memory. I'm sorry. But I wanted to play Bulldog, but I didn't. But that was... Uh, yeah, all right, anyway, back to the basement. This is uh, the, the, the Desultory Ciphers out of K Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Desultory, I saw them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm look that one up. Desultory, D-E-S-U-L-T-O-R-Y, Ciphers. I kind of know what that is in a little bit. This is Someday Soon is the name of this song. Let's see, I'm going to turn that up. We've got that is in the right position. I'm touching this. Ooh. <laughs> it is, uh, it is, uh, it's responded. Uh, it's considering my request to the doctor. Here we go. And I 
That's uh, Mississippi John Hurt. That's a record that I just got. I'm, I'm so happy with that. That's a so that that song as recorded. It's almost a hundred years old. So that is a testament to um, capturing that and and cleaning it up and delivering it. Um, yeah, Mississippi John Hurt, uh, Candyman Blues, Big Dad. We're going back to the basement. Uh, Two White Butterflies is the name of the song. This is Evan Smalley out of. Kansas City, Missouri, uh, S-M-A-L-L-E-Y, if you're looking for Evan. 
on Bandcamp. Uh, two white butterflies. Let's see, I got to turn that up. I'm touching this. It has accepted my request and is um, uh, contemplating. We'll see. You know, the pause button came back. Here we go.
Yeah, that's uh, modern English. It is. Man, that's like so 1982. <laughs> Something uh, side one, cut one, man. Something's calling. Uh, we'll go back to the basement. This is Rusty Chain. Man, it's uh, a good name, Rusty Chain. He's out of Carmichael, California, Rock Blues. Can I tell you a little bit about Rusty? Uh, A.K.A. Michael Shrebner. Sh- Sh- Shrebner. Uh, began playing guitar at the age of 12. Growing up outside Washington, uh, D.C., found himself amid a vibrant local blues scene that included such artists as Danny Gayton, Jimmy Thackeray, and the night, the dot, 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 dot. I can't go to there. I can't read more. Can't do it, Rusty. This is The Valley is the name of this song. I'm going to turn that up. I got this. I'm touching that. It's considering me, I don't know, it's chasing its tail, it's thinking maybe.
She's not there. 
Ian Dury and the Blockheads. That was what a waste. We're going back to the basement. This is, oh, and before that was um, the balancing act. Uh, we're going back to the basement. This is Test by Kay Jizzle. I don't know where he's from, man. He, he's from, he's like everywhere. He's omnipresent. Uh, I'm going to turn this up. Touching that. Uh, it's accepted my request and it's considering. Bring your body home. 
website and you got a few extra bucks uh the gofundme we're always uh, scraping always scraping be as good as you can and help those who can't think before you scream and uh always stay in the car next week
I mean, every time they see it, it's like the first time. Bong! Yeah, it's got to hit the woman the hardest. Oh, Michael. Michael. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we sit. Folks, it's Luke. Luke of America. I am at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Number five. Number six. Enough of that mumbo number five. This is mumbo number six. Mumbo jumbo. E-U-A-O. To all my listeners who played Nintendo 64, you may recognize that as Mumbo from Banjo-Tooie and Banjo-Kazooie. And he would talk like this. And then there's Banjo the bear, the main character. He would talk like... And then there was Kazooie, the other main character... He was a bird. He would talk like. And then there was uh, the witch. The main, the main antagonist of the game. The final boss battle is the witch. I forget her name. It's like Grundle or something. And she would go. And if you play this video game, you know I sound exactly like these characters. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Luke Moore. Coming at you live from Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. A free speech radio station. A free speech radio project. What's the slogan? You'll say something like that, Pam? A free speech radio mission. Okay. I thought we had like a slogan at Mutiny Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a festival going on in San Francisco. A comedy festival. We got some out-of-towners. We got some in-towners. We got some people from the town. We got people from the city in the city. People from the town in the city. We got people from out-of-town in the city. We got people from different states in the city. We got different people in the city. And one of these people is a comedian from Portland, Oregon. And his name is Michael Phelps. Yeah. Hey, that's me. That's Michael Phelps. That's me. Get you some headphones on, Michael Phelps. How are you doing, Michael? I'm good. I'm good. How are, how are you all doing? We're great. Pam's Pam's the best. Pam she's, is the best. She's doing the best. Everyone give it up for Pam. Give it up for Pam. I hear the uproarious applause happening. In my head. Not in my headphones, but in my head. Pam, are are we are we cool after last night? Yeah, I mean it's it's fine. It's just it's indicative of the week that I was you know, overlooked. It's fine. I have enough stage time. I didn't need to. And also, I probably wouldn't have wanted to perform when one of the audience members was playing chess. So that would probably have bothered me, and I might have had a little nervous breakdown about that. 
So maybe it was better that I didn't perform. So th what happened was Pam made an entire comedy festival and then showed up to one of the shows that I was hosting. And I, th I think I told her that I'd get her, get her on, get her some stage time. And then I ended the show without introducing her. So, and, and then she, she got mad at me. She got triggered because she felt invisible. I, I like, uh, she wasn't seen. We were talking about that yesterday. That's that's what millennials say is, I see you. I see you. That's the compliment. I feel seen. Yeah. That's a compliment these days. I see you. I see you. You're a real one. A real one. Yes. Well, whenever you make somebody really mad, just anybody, I think a, a lot of the times it's like you can get some insight into their childhood kind of like, oh, that's their trigger. That's where the trauma is. Yes. That's where the trauma is. I see the I trauma. See, I see I see you. I see your trauma. And also, like, my whole friend group is pretty much comedians, so kind of we have, like, similar buttons. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> similar childhoods. <laughs> and, and minimal feelings. Robot. Hey, speaking of robots, did, did, you, did this city name a hospital and trauma center after Mark Zuckerberg? Uh-huh. Well... What? They didn't, the city didn't, what, what happened was, what happened was there was a hospital there and then Mark Zuckerberg became a billionaire and he's like, you know what, I'm buying this hospital and putting my name on it. Isn't, isn't, isn't that what happened? Is that what happened? He'd sponsored the hospital? Yes, he gave a couple million dollars or a billion, some ridiculous amount of money and they built a new wing and so they renamed it after him. I, I rode by it on the bus today, and it's the Zuckerberg General Hospital and Trauma Center. They have a Which, um, like a mental ward wing in it for all the trauma that people experience on Facebook. I'm thinking it's Facebook related. Yeah, I think uh, I think at one time or another, if you're on social media, and if you've been on it for years, at one point or another, you went a little crazy because of social media. That's my theory. Yeah, I agree. Michael, have you ever like, you know, on in on any uh, social media, have you ever like sent a DM to like a hot woman or something that you kind of like regret or something? No, I, I don't. I don't slide into DMs. You don't. I, I try to. I try to just like sit back and watch the social media. I I don't. I don't like engaging because it it's it's uh, it's toxic. Yeah. But it's a fun show. It's a fun show to watch. Dude, over quarantine, I never DM'd people either. Like, just because I'm a little bit shy in real life. And I'm, I'm a little bit shy on social media, too. But over quarantine, like lockdown, I was in San Francisco. And we, like, we, took a, we took lockdown very seriously. We're like, no one's leaving the house. You know, I don't know if the rest of the country, Portland's probably kind yeah, of. Por yeah, Portland is definitely like that. Took it very seriously. <laughs> So I was like locked in my room for several months and I just, I don't know what, how it began, but like I, I DM'd one woman and I DM'd another and I DM'd another. And like over the course of the quarantine, I just kept on like DMing these hot women. I didn't even realize it was like a behavior I was doing, but when I scroll back in my DMs now and go, it's like, man, there's like all these hot chicks I was DMing. I, I was kinda... it was it the bots that friended you and they don't have any friends and you're like oh they friend they must like me 
No, it was it would just be like it was real people. It would be like real people. Did they write back? Sometimes they would, but they're always weirded out. It was like people I didn't know in person, you know? People do that to me all the time. People will write me messages I've never met, and it'll be like, what's up? How you doing? And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Can yeah, you I don't f- know you. It's, it's a little bit hard to, like, get in someone's head. You know, like, if someone's talking to you in person, that's one thing. But if someone's texting you, it's hard to, you know, sense sarcasm and stuff, you know? So, here. Sarcasm does not translate well via text message. Yeah, but like, do you think like horny, horny does? Does that translate? I think any any time sliding into someone's DMs, it just looks horny. It is. It's very. It's very. I mean, just like the term sliding into a DM, slipping it, stealthing into your DMs. It just. It sounds. It sounds nice, you know. <laughs> it sounds like it feels good. It sounds desperate. It, it is, but I mean, during lockdown, everyone was desperate. Everyone was desperate, thirsty, hungry, horny, Dude, exhausted. I, I I went through a whole, you know, I felt like fucking Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now, where they're listening at the beginning scene where he's just like spazzing out in his bedroom, and he's listening to the Doors. Oh uh, yeah, seen that movie? Yep. That's it's a it's a good movie. It's a classic. The the horror. Did you read that book? No. We read it. But I assume school. that the book is better because that's what everyone always says. Well, you know what I say about that? Like, yeah, the book may be better than the movie, but the totem pole better than the book. <laughs> you know, because totem poles tell stories too. That's that's true. Yeah, my one of my favorite Kanye West lyrics is like, uh, like. I used to be at the bottom of the totem. Now look at me, everybody on my scrotum. Or something like that. <laughs> Kanye's crazy. That guy, he has funny rhyming lyrics. <laughs> Scoopity poop indeed. That, that's a good Kanye lyric. Yeah, that's an actual lyric that he, he published. Scoopity poop. You know the story behind the Scoopity Poop song? It's some kind of beef with another rapper, right? Yeah, it's like he, he Kanye make you know Kanye makes all these beats and he made this weird beat, and Drake was like, "I want this beat, can I have it?" And like Kanye was like, mm, "Okay, fine, I'll give you this beat." So he gave him the beat, and then the, the next day or whatever, before Drake could like put his own verse on it, he just like you know trolled him and and made the Scoopity Poop song on the beat that he gave. Him. And I guess that in that that just like was an upsetting thing to do, Drake. But maybe f- bullying Drake is like that sounds like fun. I'm for it. He's he, he's bullyable. He's doing he's doing great. That's uh that's definitely punching up. Yeah. Yeah. Famous people. <laughs> Have you ever met any famous people, Michael Phelps? When I when I was a child, I I met uh, Dan Quayle. Is that uh, he was the, the actor? He was the vice president at oh the time, God. or he was he was running for vice president, or he was vice president. He was vice president with George Bush. Yes, he was, vice president. he was vice president. He was vice president. Ever made fun one. of him for being dumb, but he wasn't dumb. He was just he was, but he was good looking, and maybe that's why he was on the ticket. He was young. Well, he he gave me a cookie. 
and uh, and I threw it on the ground. Oh, you did not respect Dan Quayle. No, that's very mm. Portland of you. Yes. How could you not know who Dan Quayle was? I thought you were talking about like Randy Quaid. Oh yeah, it's a very different person. I feel like they're probably both Republicans. I think yeah. I can't keep up with that. That Randy Quaid kind of went off the deep end. But uh, but yeah. So the reason why I don't know who Dan Quayle is is because born in '94. Oh uh, yeah. He was out of office, so you just it, it doesn't matter. You're born into the Clinton era. I was. Born in the Clinton era. Wow. Dude, and I tell I like to tell people I've been doing comedy for like kind of a long time for my age. I I'd like to tell people I started doing comedy during the Obama administration. It's true. Yeah. That's a good flex. That is good. Simpler times. When did you start doing comedy, Michael? Uh two thousand seventeen. I'm better than you. Yeah, probably. No, I'm I'm kidding, dude. Actually, when I saw you a few days ago at OMG, I thought you said something on stage where you're like, "Yeah, I'm from Portland" or whatever, and I was, I could just tell you were good. I was like, "Oh, that guy's pretty good." Hey, same man. I could tell you're pretty good at the crappy open mic. I I love a shitty open mic. It's one of my favorite places to perform comedy because it's just okay. Nothing's going to happen here that's good. You could do your best material and it will bomb. So it's just a good place to fuck around and like riff and talk about the route, talk to some people, take some questions. Have you ever met Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps? No, I have not. Is that a life goal that you want to achieve? No, I, don't, I think that guy's a hack. <laughs> I don't think he has any funny jokes. The, and, the, and he has multiple DUIs. Like, really? does he? Oh yeah. I wonder. Wonder if. Uh, Which like with that with gold medal money, couldn't you just take a lift? Like, why <laughs> is he driving? Dude, for real. I, I wanna. I kind of want to rip a bong with Michael Phillips, the swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> or Michael Phelps, the comedian. I mean, I got to put my money where my mouth is. I don't know. See, okay, so my thing with, with bongs is a lot of times I'll do like a baby a baby rip. Like I don't, I don't really like full, full on rip it. So if, if I do take a baby rip, don't make fun of me. Oh, I, I, I can barely handle a baby rip. You're not the, you're not big ass weed head. No, man, it's like a, it's like an off button for me, dude. Okay, no, no peer pressure. You don't have to hit this. Thank you. I think I'm going to do baby rip, though. Do it. I, I support everyone and their whatever, regardless of the size of rips. Luke Moore hitting the bong live on the radio. It was like a Lil Wayne song. You know. Caught it on the mic. Good. Okay. So, uh, dude, how was Milk Bar for you last night? How did it treat you? Milk Bar. We did comedy at Milk Bar. Yes. The show was fantastic. And then I stayed there far too long. 
Me too. And hung out during trivia. And then... There's stayed. trivia afterwards? There's trivia. Uh, which oh. I kind of participated in. Mostly was just drinking and talking to other comics. And then the open mic, the, the bucket list thing. Right. Um, it was good at the beginning... But by the time I got on stage, I was I was quite drunk, and there was no one in the audience. Me too, dude. I kind of drank too much. I was going up to people and kind of like pretend punching them in the gut. Like I was acting like my how my uncle would treat me when I was like a a five year old. He'd I, he'd just go up to me and go, <laughs> you know, just like when how you play with Fake like a, punch. a little boy. Yeah, so I was just like. I was that type of drunk where I was just going up to everybody. I was going up to like Pete and like Dro. I was just going. <laughs> like just acting like a drunk, drunk uncle. Did you close down the bar? Were you there till two? I, I was reluctantly there to the very, very end. Nice. Dude, because commitment. Freaking. Dude, I hate giving pe people rides, dude. I have a car, and that's you know, kind of kind of rare One here. One of the comics with a car. And like I took freaking the other Luke to, uh, to freaking Milk Bar, and then I had to wait on him to finish a chess game. So I just waited for like hours after. Wait, was that the same chess game? Uh, I don't think that they had been playing it at the Asiento show, but uh -huh. I'm sure they started a new game. One of the comics likes to believe that he's, I guess, the smartest person alive and wants to show everybody all the time. So he's annoyingly bringing and doing chess games. During, it's fine when they're in the back of the room. I honestly don't care. But if you're in the eye line, eyesight of somebody on stage, if I see it and it happens to me, I will choke that person with a chess piece or I will yank the board away if it's anywhere near me on stage because I find it so incredibly disrespectful. Wait, so to do to somebody's jokes. This guy's trying to prove that he's smart simply I mean, by playing chess. I guess. What else would be the point of doing that in public unless you were wagging around your big smart dick? Like, look how smart I am. I play chess wherever I go. That's a weird flex. Dude. Weird. So would it be well, like, yes. would it be less douchey if it was like Connect 4, Connect 5? Well, or? Connect 4, Connect 5 would make too much noise. It'd, be, it'd go katink, katink, and that would be super annoying. Magic the Gathering, also super annoying. I mean, I play that game, but I would never play it in front of someone on stage. Yeah, it's weird <laughs> to be playing a game when someone's performing. Right? Well, sometimes it's fun to, like, multitask. Like, this past couple of days, I've been watching some playoff baseball and just with my bass guitar in my lap and just, like, fiddling with my bass guitar for, like, hours. Just, like while watching baseball games, like kind of not even really watching the baseball game, but just kind of like fiddling, you know, and it's, oh, especially with just like a little hit of weed. I'm just fiddling with my base, watching an entire baseball game. Ah, oh, dude, I love being unemployed. <laughs> yeah, I like to bring crocheting needles to the movie theater. <laughs> you could do that. I mean, it'd be too dark. But I mean that that's that's, that's plausible. That's plausible to do. This, that's the challenge. It's in the dark. It's too easy when you can see it. Dude, I'm gonna go to freaking Venom Two. I don't know what, what's like or, or Adam's Family Two, dude. 
You know, Adam Sandler too is in theaters right now. Oh, it is. Yeah. Seems like a good movie to knit a scarf to. Yeah, you know the movie I'm talking about, right? It's like animated. Oh, it's animated. It's animated Adam's Family too. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It means they don't have to pay as much for the actors. Did you ever watch Monsters? I think I've seen an episode. Did you ever watch Leave It to Beaver? No, but my father did. Shout out to Tom Phelps. Loves Leave It to Beaver. I think it's his favorite show of all time. Um, I really liked Leave It to Beaver. Who was the rascal in Leave It to Beaver? Eddie Haskell. Eddie Haskell. It rhymes with rascal. My mom would always call my, you know, depending on, you know, whatever friend, like, my if I brought a home, like, a sketchy friend, you know, who's, like, real polite to her, you know, and, like, yes, ma'am, hello, hello, Mrs. Moore, hi, and then, like, and we kind of do shenanigans and kind of, like, you know, TP houses or whatever, like, you call that friend uh, Eddie Haskell. Ask Eddie Haskell the Haskell rascal. The rascal himself. <laughs> Did you do a lot of TPing as a kid? Um, yeah, like maybe one or two houses. Nice. Yeah, I can th I can think of two. It was a fun activity. Yeah, it's very. Why juvenile. is it that young men find it so appealing to just wreak havoc on their entire neighborhood? Dude, I did some bad things, man. I did some spray paint. I did a lot of uh, water ballooning cars. Which, for some reason, it's so fun. I don't know why. It would still be fun today, but I can't do that as a grown-ass man. Yeah, you get... Just throwing water balloons at moving cars? Well, what, what, what was your escape strategy as a kid? How would you get away with it? And did you get caught? Because you could still do that as an adult, just as long as you don't get caught, you'd be good. Yes, we would, we would just uh, hide in out-of-sight locations and throw the water balloons at the cars. Okay. Like behind a bush or something. Yeah. Dude. I... So the, they didn't know where it came from, but it definitely disrupted traffic. That's a little dangerous, huh? Yeah, we'd also like put clear tape just across entire streets. I did that. And just wait for cars to like go up and stop at it. Yeah, and then stop and then throw water balloons at them. Oh, I never comboed it with water balloon. Water balloonism. It was, it was very rude. Yeah, it's pretty rude. I was a rude boy myself. Yeah. Come on, rude, rude boy. Can you get it up? Come on, rude, rude boy. Is you big enough? Take it, take it, baby, baby. Take it, take it, love me, love me. Rihanna, R rude boy. All right, uh, now, uh, oh, you've seen a song. You, are you a karaoke head? Um, I used to be. Pam used to be. She still is. Yeah, I karaoke's fun. It's, uh, it's like I'm I'm embarrassed uh, about it, but I do like it. But you know, you, like you want to pick a right song. You know, you kind of want to pick a song with like that's a kind of crowd pleasing, but also kind of like iron ironic a little bit. So you're like, you know, in on the joke or whatever. Yeah, my go-to is uh, Piano Man. Damn, dude. And I tell everyone that to sing along, and then shout out to the bartender. Yeah, that sounds like a 
a crowd pleaser. It's right a there. crowd pleaser. People get people get down with it. Yeah, I haven't really found. I I I'll do um I'll do the reason by Hoopastank. That kind of <laughs> dude that brings you won't believe Hoopastank. You won't believe how Hoopastank brings the room together. You would you, you would under underestimate it how 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 well that song does. How did they settle on that band name? They're like, yeah, Hoobastank. We'll go with that. Yeah, what is the syn- the the syntax of that? Or what's the word? Like the uh, etymology, rather. The etymology of like uh, the history of the... Of, of Hoobastank? Of Hoobastank. Is it a, a mashup of like, you know, what is who? Like, I'm, 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 I'm stumped on the first three letters. I think it's Norwegian. I think I think that might be it, dude. For five cool guys. Yeah. Who <laughs> bastank? It kind of does sound kind of Swedish yeah. or something. Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, I, th- I think we dispelled that myth. Yeah, who bastank? Get at us and let us know that we're right, please. I've been crawling in the dark, looking for the answers. Is that one of those songs? I've been crawling in the dark. Yeah, see, because it's dark up in northern Norway. Do, 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 do. So, like, how many people are in your Airbnb, Michael? Um, we have... Because Jaren just left. Jaren just left, yes. Uh, we've got... Imani, AC, Hijinks, Courtenay, Dahlia, and Cole. Man, that's more people than I would have guessed. Yeah, I've been sleeping on a couch. It's been great. Good. Anybody on the floor? No one's been on the floor. Everyone's had a uh, a raised place to sleep. Dude, okay, so if you have to sleep on the floor, I heard like people who like whose backs hurt. Like it kind of helps them to sleep on the floor. I've once. heard that as well. I don't. I don't understand. Well, I think you would have to sleep on your back. You couldn't sleep on your side, and you know, I guess you could sleep on your belly, but you might, you know. That that that's not a good look. Face down on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't like if you walked in, if you open a door and saw someone sleeping like that, you would jump on them and like. Flip them over and like CPR. Like, yeah, I would assume they're dead. <laughs> Dude, it'd like, ah! you'd be like, that would not be a pretty sight, dude. <laughs> Especially if they're in like a red blanket or something. I mean, generally when people are asleep on the floor, I assume something's something's gone wrong. Yeah, dude, for real. Not even a couch, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's foul play right there. Even if you just flout, foul played yourself, if foul plowed, foul that's a yeah. Someone on the floor, twister. if someone's asleep on the floor, they didn't go to sleep. They definitely passed out. Can there be like can if like cops come to a uh, a crime scene and see you know someone like face down, whatever belly down, would they say? You know they say like foul play is not suspected or whatever like foul play uh-huh. or is that the news that says that foul play can 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 somebody foul play themselves can you like foul play is suspected this guy just like 
was fouling around, and he fell asleep on the floor. Yeah, he was playing with some chickens. No one did it to him, but he did it to himself, but it is foul play. Did that break the definition? I think foul play is when you're hanging out with chickens. Oh, <laughs> okay, I didn't get that the first time you said that. Dude, I wouldn't want to play some chickens, man. They're kind of freaky. They're talons, bro. Yeah, they're and they're little gobbler neck things, and they're always moving their heads weird. They're, the weird look in their eyes. A chicken. I think it's fear. They're they're just scared because they're chicken. Well, yeah, they're they're made to be food. They literally serve no other purpose except for producing food and being food. And do you think like they're worried about that? I think they are. I think they know. Like there's generational trauma in chickens where they're just like, yeah, my dad was food. My Dude. dad's dad was food, and his dad was food. So I'm pretty sure, based on the history, I'm gonna be food. You know, like they, but you know, they might have bird brains on one hand. They but... do have bird brains. <laughs> so, you know. Who knows? But 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 to combat that, birds have been here for a long time. Yes. Like, you know, they used to be T Rex and stuff. Right. Now so that's a lot of time to develop a brain. Like I don't know, and like you know like parrots can like speak English and shit. Right. That's a different bird than a chicken, but Yeah, we don't eat parrots. Because they can talk. Because they can talk. And I heard, like, there's a... Have you heard of the gray parrot? No. So the gray parrot is just this specific species or whatever of parrot that's gray. And it can, like, identify itself in a mirror. It can, you know, has, like, really high language skills. Like, it can speak, like, really well. It's, like, one of the most intelligent animals. And it's, like, what's the word? Self-conscious? It's, like... If it recognizes itself in a mirror... Yeah, like there, there's like three That's a smart bird. There's three tests that animals can't pass usually, which is like see yourself in a mirror, recognize. Yeah, you know, I forget the three the three things. I'm not very sciencey, but there's like three tests and like you know a dolphin can pass two of them and like this pair can pass. You know. Oh, dolphins are the them. future, dude. Because when everything's underwater, dolphins are gonna take over. That that yeah, dude. Like if uh if uh there's some apocalyptic event where humans get kind of wiped out, um, they you think dolphins? Dolphins. Dolphins are gonna for sure evolve and make make an iPhone eventually. Yeah, it'll be it'll be truly waterproof, and they'll be like they'll like have like pop stars and like presidents and wear clothes and like drive vehicles and make machines yeah because they don't have thumbs well then you know you might evolve with them you know that some evolution theories say that like humans are, are going to lose their fingers over time oh, i hope not or like they're going to combine into like just the webs three big fingers it's going to make your base plan hard to do well you know my fingers are so like skinny and like it's it's hard to play bass because you really got to go are you an instrument guy? Yeah, yeah. You're musical? I play music. There's, you probably are good at karaoke then. Yeah. I kind of want to see you play, do some Billy Joel, dude. There's some good karaoke places around here. 
in this city. Oh yeah. This the city of San Francisco has places that are good for karaoke. That's that's not surprising. Just for the record. <laughs> you mean one of the biggest cities in the country has karaoke at good places. At good places. But no jewel pods. No jewel pods for for Phelps over here. Got to go to Oakland. Okay, I that was to Oakland. I told you this last night, but I was like driving around like right near my house in downtown Oakland yesterday just like zoning out and I saw Michael Phelps from Portland. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw him on the sidewalk and I was just kind of like double taking like that's him. That's him, but I had to mail some packages and go to the post office and stuff. I was just, I was just there for the jewel pods, baby. This is traveling for jewel pods. Yeah, a nice, a nice Bart ride, walking around Oakland. Dude, I love it. Like when I see people, I know. Like I saw Pam the other day on our uh, scooter. I told you that though, but I was uh, driving in the Tenderloin like during the day. I can't remember what time, but the sun was out. Did I look cool? You had a great, you were kind of like slight smile, and you're like, chin was up, and you're like going away on your scooter. I'm like, can anyone really look cool on a scooter? Well, it's a child's <laughs> plaything scooter. It's not like one of those dumb scooters. Oh, it's not the e scooter. No, no, the... it's like a child's razor scooter that I ride it for transportation sometimes. Oh, that's even cooler. Yeah, are you being facetious? <laughs> I'd say Pam looked. Uh, p- palatial and like distinguished and like uh, enlightened, kind of like very proud and like almost George Washington esque <laughs> on on the Delaware, you know, crossing the Delaware. Those are all fun and games until you hit a pebble. Oh, I know how to fall. I used to skateboard. You roll with the shoulder. Ah, I know how to. I know how to fall. It's fine. I'm, I try to stay vigilant when I'm on any vehicle in any fashion. Seems like a dangerous town for a Razor scooter. Well, There's a lot of hills. Yeah, you walk, you walk up the hills. Or, I mean, I'm always in the mission. It's flat. Uh, it's always flat and sometimes sunny. Mission district. <laughs> We've been walking around. It's lovely. They should change it to the scooter district. <laughs> or the skateboard district. <laughs> There's a lot, there's the big scooter army and big skateboard army. There's a lot of motorcycle gangs. Oh yeah. Popping wheelies all over town. Have you? Have you seen that since you've been here? Yeah. No helmets. <gasps> no help. They're I know they're flying by the seat of their scooters. Yeah, they're crazy kids. Yeah, think I think they're gonna live forever. Where you're staying, like in Bayview ish area, I think there's a lot of like motorcycle gangs and like cool car gangs because i used to work by there and yeah there'd be like big meetups of like fast and furious type meetups with cars and like motorcycle it's really cool it's also yeah there's also a lot of what are these cars driving around with all the sensors on them i used to do that job that was my old job what is that it's a self-driving car it's it is a self-driving car yeah my job was I would drive those, and then when it would mess up, I would take over and then l- drop an audio comment. Uh, That's a job? Yeah. 
How do you get that? That's an that's the easiest job in the world. You're just the it driver was. of a self-driving car that doesn't have a destination. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it just randomly goes places. <laughs> it was. That is amazing. And it paid. Does it pay well. It paid really well. How do you get that job? Um, I mean, I could I could tell you, and there's a few different companies, but if you apply to like more than one company, you you could get a job like 100. percent and they do it in different cities, but I think probably not to the extent that they do it here with like there being like four or five or six companies that do it. Yeah, I see I see them everywhere. It's a pretty good gig. I it drove me nuts. At the same time, it drove it me nuts. Drove you nuts. It right. drove me nuts. <laughs> it drove me nuts. It just to be in a car all day alone with your thoughts for like eight hours. You know, and driving is stressful kinda. But you're not driving, the car is. Yeah, I guess so. But you have to pay attention, like really hard, and it messes up because it, it it it's you're in con it. It's the beta version. Yeah, I mean we're trying to improve it. Hey, it's the coffee guy. Charging his jewel. They don't sell the pods, dude. I on a. On a serious note, kinda, I, they're like illegalizing, uh, they're banning like the the candy flavored one, the the flavored jewel, uh, some vapes, uh -huh. jewels, and everybody like in my peer group was like against it. Like, hey, why are they banning these? But I thought that it made sense that they ban them because I was like a substitute teacher, and like. Uh, oh, the children are jeweling their faces off. They would jewel, and then they ban they ban the the flavored ones uh-huh and I, I just i didn't see him anymore after that so i'm like nah, maybe that's good that the kids are not doing it yeah it's it's that's a problem yeah the, i mean i was like are dumb a couple years ago i was at the uh oregon country fair and yeah so just like children vaping and like passing vapes back and forth and it's like you're like maybe 10 years old that is insane yeah like they just don't give a shit. But it's kind of because they're, they're so dumb that they don't even can't give a shit. But, they, you know, shit's addicting. So it's just, you know, you gotta we got to worry about the kids, you know. And that's important. Yeah, I'm fine with banning the candy flavored. But just the like the tobacco for adults? Because I don't even like the candy flavors. I just want it to taste that like... That surprises me. I want it to taste like it tastes bad. I didn't know that they were like that banned here. I don't... It's San Francisco City only, and we voted on it. And it's actually kind of a racist law because it also shut down all the Nargila, um, the hookup places. There were, a there were a bunch of places in the city, in the Tenderloin and other places where they, they, had, they had hookahs, you know, and flavored tobacco, they outlawed it in the city. So all those businesses were targeted and shut down. And then menthol cigarettes aren't sold either, which is predominantly... Uh, an African-American kind of thing, the menthol. And so a lot of people said that it was just a racist, targeted law. Yeah. But then also the kids. They, they scapegoat on the kids. I really They're didn't like, know. It's for the children. It's for the children. But it shut down a lot of small businesses in the city. Well, I wonder if, you know how, like, California is, like, taxes poke. You know, if you buy a Coke, if you buy a soft drink, they, like, tax the shit out of that. And 
you know, there's a sugar tax and all that. And like in New York, they do similar things. Like they ban like ex extra large cups. That's fast food place, whatever. Like, and you know, fast food gets taxed because it's unhealthy. Just like, but it's I just want cheap. So what, what is the thinking behind that is like, how's that is, is it, are they going to save money on like health, health care costs or whatever? Like, is like less people going to be in the hospital because of banning these things? What's the logic anyway? You know? Well, that doesn't even add up because like the government barely pays for anyone's health care. Good point. I was thinking that when I was saying that, when I was saying this, but. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a poor tax. Just like, hey, you're poor. But why are they banned? Why, why do they ban that in the city? Why do they ban all the? Because it makes people feel hookahs. good to think that they're being good people by banning bad they, things. You think it's like virtue signaling? Yes. Like, oh, that's I'm what not... the entire like world is now. It's just like, oh, we're gonna pretend to be good people by banning things. Like, it's just like a bunch of like uh, elite, you know, white politicians who are like. Mm, I'm not into menthol cigarettes. We can ban those because I don't do them. It'll make us look like we care about the people if we ban them. Well, I didn't care about the sugar tax. I don't drink soda. I don't get. I don't care. I don't drink. I mean, I I drink juice or water, sparkle water, but I don't. I don't drink soda, so it just didn't even affect me. I'm like, eh, whatevs. Yeah, I've I've been cutting back on my sodas, but I was I drink Coke like every single day as a kid. Huh. Oh yeah. I just, I just don't see why you should be taxing soda pop just indiscriminately. Because if people want to drink it, just let them drink it. Don't try to, to make them not drink it by making them pay more. Just but a just, way to make money. It's just a new tax. It's the same thing as like it's the same thing as in Seattle. They have the sin tax. They call it, and that's funny because it's not S Y N T A X. It's actually the S I N T A X, and their alcohol costs ridiculous amounts of money in Washington because it's a sin tax and they do the same thing with marijuana because they're like right. you're going to be bad you're going to do it anyway we're going to make money off you that simple hmm yeah maybe if Portland did that they could fill in some of the potholes in the roads maybe it would be a good a pot a pothole tax <gasps> uh. It's got a whole lot of other problems. Portland almost sounds like shorthand for pothole land. A lot of potholes. There was someone a few years back that planted pot plants in the potholes. <laughs> it was very clever. <laughs> the plants didn't last, though, because, you know, the cars... Dude, uh, Michael, have you been up on this Bernal Heights Park, this big hill behind us? No. It's a cool, cool spot, dude. We, we might want to run up there. If you're down for, like, you know, so, a somewhat hiking activity, Yeah. then I think it's a pretty cool view. It's even better at night on a clear day, but it's it's a clear day, so it'll be great if you want to go do that. Yeah, that sounds fun. We could hold hands and frolic. Uh, up the hills. Just two long-haired West Coast dudes <laughs> frolicking up a hill in San Francisco. Dude. That sounds like a Jack Kerouac novel. 
we're gonna look like some Lord of the Rings situation, but yeah, really tall hobbits. Yeah, tall hobbits. Uh, pre pre post production. Yeah, they'll they'll shrink us in post. Have you seen the? Yeah, that's that's weird footage. The Lord of the Rings footage where Elijah Wood is like not shrunken, or Sean Astin is not shrunken yet. You know? Oh, I haven't seen that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, they're all like they're, they're tall hobbits. They're they're tall hobbits. It's like it's literally what I said. It's like before the post production thing. Yeah, that, that's that's some pretty good surreal. Dude, those Lord of the Rings movies. I didn't really like them that much, but compared to everybody else, but. They're so surreal, and I love the way the orcs look. It was like definitely good, like costume design. Those oh, fucking movies. Oh yeah, they're horrendous. They just—they look very. The orcs—they always look congested. <laughs> well, they, none of them have like a calm-looking face. They're all like. <laughs> <laughs> just like hold that face. And it seems like they're they're. Sinuses are just holes in their head. They don't really have noses. Dude, I think those are kids who vaped and they grew up. <laughs> yep. Who's on next, Pam? Is it like Tony? Uh, well, it's supposed to be Scott Capro, but I don't know if he's going to show up or not. We'll see. And Andy Owancio out of Seattle was going to do a cool Andy. thing, but, but uh, they decided to cancel last minute because the ticket sales were so dismal. Oh. And they were like, well... Buy, got, yeah. buy some tickets yeah. to the Mutiny Comedy, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah. It's a good time. It really will be. I mean, one of the ladies already emailed me, and she was like, I've always wanted to see Scott Capro, and now I get to see him. She's like, I'm always in the back row. And there's gonna, there's like 16 tickets sold. So, you, I mean, we might all get to make out with him. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. It's there's exciting. No one. We can play Spin the Bottle as a group. I have no idea what's going to happen tonight, and I'm, you know. It's going to be It's going to be gonna funny. Happen. It's going to be funny though. It'll for be sh- funny. it's going to be hilarious. It'll be hilarious. Buy some tickets. Yeah, buy some tickets. I mean everyone on the lineup's really great. I don't want to I'm not I shouldn't be hijacking your show, Luke. I'm sorry. It's all, nah, it's, all, dude. it's all it's all Luke. Pam, I'm chilling, bro. Okay. Yeah, this... in an A's hat. I dig it. Dude. They didn't make the playoffs, they did didn't. they? didn't. They were supposed to, but they just like mm. lost like 14 games in a row to Seattle, like yeah, Seattle, like yeah. swept them three times. This oh, Seattle's not even good, but dude. They, they're they not. A, but they have they, a longtime rivalry with the Mariners, don't they? The shit, it's a rival now. Oh yeah, right. yeah. They, they they play each other a ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Seattle. Baseball. Well, they haven't made the playoffs since they won a ton of games. Yeah, I think Seattle. They set the record for the most wins in a season. Was that when Randy Wynn was playing for them? <laughs> Who's Randy Wynn? He played on the Mariners, and then he played for the Giants. But it was a long time ago he played on the Mariners. He is he retired Vietnamese? The... No, he's black. Randy Wynn. You don't know who that is? Oh. No. He played on the Mariners and then the Giants, and now he talks on the sports, on the TV, on the sports. I went to high school with him, so I always sort of follow him. Okay. Because we graduated the same year. Did you go to high school with anybody famous, Michael Phelps? Um... I went to high school with this guy, Sam Lansky, who is now like an editor for Time Magazine. Oh. And had a uh, New York Times like best-selling book. What? That That's was, cool. It was his memoir. <gasps> and he's your age? Yeah. Who the fuck writes a memoir at 30? The pretentiousness he, uh, on the, the balls on that guy. He, he, he had a hard stint with the 
the drugs and the booze oh. and wrote a whole i think it i wish Go i could remember Alice. the name mm -hmm. of of the book but uh yeah it was just his like experience being wasted for years looking sweet all right white boy wasted oh That's, yeah is that the name of the book It could have been, dude. That's what, maybe I'll like write a book about my drinking habits, dating back to teenage hood, and call it "Why Boy Wasted." Yeah, if only I could remember all of them. Uh, yeah, I need to write them down before I'm. I'm start. They're already slipping through the the cracks. I, did, I used to do some crazy stuff, just being a hooligan, you know. Could just name it "Blackout" and just sell a book with a bunch of blank pages. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Dude, one, one I don't perceive you as a person that drinks excessively. I don't ever think I've seen you out of like fucking off your gourd out of control. I I get a little bit out of control sometimes and huh. but I think I am tapering it off. I'm mainly just thinking of like when I was a teenager in high school. Like I would drink and drink before I go to class and drink like I may have drank during class. I think I I usually wouldn't bring it inside, but I would, like, do shots in the morning and stuff. It was just when I was, like, a teenager, I was, like, nothing better to do. We used to, there was uh, an abandoned, like, big building in downtown Midland, Texas. There, like, there's two, there's two really, you know, not skyscrapers, skyscrapers, but, you know, 10-plus story buildings that were fully abandoned. And, like, we would kind of break into the there and, like, spray paint on the walls and we would like try to run through the walls kick you know break windows uh and you know we'd be like drinking the whole time but that was so fun dude being like drunk as fuck 16 year old in a abandoned office building that hadn't been open since like the 80s super dangerous somebody could have fallen through the somebody did die oh my god not one of my friends or anything but Somebody, some kid broke in and like fell down the elevator shaft. <gasps> oh, it's like a horror movie. Yeah, it it's, it was pretty creepy. I mean, that was that was part of the appeal is that it was like pretty creepy. It was fully, fully creepy. You know, I I'm not, I don't believe in ghosts, but like I'm afraid of ghosts. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're a genius. But. One time I did kind of have a kind of a ghost encounter. Finally, I, you know, and I kind of like wonder if I'd ever have one. And it was in San Francisco. I was doing like laundry delivery. as in an old building, like n maybe North Beach or something. It's an old building and an old elevator. And like, it was just real strange. Like, you know, the elevator, the old elevator has like a, a metal contraption that kind of slides you uh -huh. know and there's I another door yeah it's like these weird like you know mm -hmm. so i'm in it and i'm just like taking a video of it um just because it's the weird doors i'm like brand new to san francisco and then there's a knocking at the door <gasps> there's like a window so i could s there's nothing i could see but there's a knocking just undeniable knocking and i somehow lost this video but it was a very interesting video i actually caught like a you know, my only kind of ghost encounter on a video. Wow. And I fucking lost it. I think maybe somehow I can find it, but um Yeah. That was wanna, that was creepy. I wanna see that video. I need to find it. It's it's stupid to bring it it's, up if I don't have it. It seems like something that you should keep. 
Well, okay, here's the thing. I finally caught a ghost on video. I know. But I don't have the video. I'm, I sound like a guy who got abducted by a UFO, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, what it was is like I posted it on my Snapchat story, and then that shit goes away in 24 hours, and I somehow didn't s- download. So you can kind of save the video. I somehow didn't do that. I think I was just like busy. I was like working all these jobs. I was in San Francisco. I was kind of like overstimulated. I was like, I don't know. But you nobody too- is this a good alibi or anyway. no? <laughs> no one, no one would believe you anyway. It's the same thing as you said. The aliens. I've seen the videos of the little gray guy, like he's out the window, and it's a person in Texas, and they're filming it, and his little head goes boop, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's an alien, and everyone goes, oh, that's totally faked. Of course it's faked, and I'm like, no, I, I saw it, and I was like, that's fucking real, um, and I'm sure I would believe your video as well, but I'm sure other people would just say, yeah, he had someone knocking on the outside or whatever. You know, I've I've got a theory that that almost every alien abduction story can be boiled down to uh, the person was sleepwalking. Oh. That all the alien abductions are just people with sleep disorders. Fair. Dude, the mind is so powerful, like, especially when you look at what you can do with your dreams and your subconscious mind. Yes. It's, it's otherworldly powerful. So that is... And if really you good. believe it, uh huh, and then you're telling people the story, like they believe that they were abducted, and they like know that it's true, but I think they were just uh, asleep. And I mean, they they saw it with their own eyes. Yeah. That then that really makes you wonder about just like uh, the objectivity of reality and just kind of how it's. There's kind of we have a shared reality, but then there's also like we each have our own little cut off reality. It's really like mind boggling to think about because people do people wait, but do people really think they got abducted by aliens or are they something like a narcissistic personality disorder where they're just like fucking lying and they're kind huh. of like no no empathy or some shit? I like think that. they they need to. They need to believe that they were abducted by aliens because it makes them feel important. They're like, I was chosen by the aliens. Yeah, there is, there, it, there is kind of that element to it. It gives like some significance to their existence, when in reality, like no one actually matters. See, that, I, that I could met be narcissism. the aliens, though. I met the aliens when I did DMT that one time. <laughs> and, and I felt like they were, they were real. And I know it was in my head, but they were, they were fucking real, and they were talking to me, and they were showing me things, and they were like, come with us on the alien ship. And I was like, I don't want to go. And they're like, no, 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 come with us. Everything that you believe is a total construct, we're going to take you. It's going to be great. And I was like, fuck you. Not getting on the ship. And we had like a whole conversation, and then I kind of came out of it, and I was like, yeah, I talk, just talk to the aliens. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> way too scared to do that. It's awful. I don't, I don't, okay. I don't recommend it. Unless, unless you're really, really together. And you, you know, I have a lot of fears, so I'm sure that that was somehow manifesting itself in alien grays. Dude, a few months ago, I did ketamine for the first oh, time, I and I went in the K-hole. Oh, no. Now, a lot of people have, like, kind of tell horror stories about ketamine, by th- and I, but it was, it was a little bit like, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that again. But it, it wasn't that bad. And you know why 
it did, I didn't really have a terrible, awful time. Because it's, I mean, you lose. You. Oh, yeah. It's a little spooky to get out of, connect, disconnected with reality, cut like that. So, not really my thing. But it was kind of okay because I was cuddling and making out with a girl. Well, that's nice. Alone in a room, just like with her. Re- in real life. everything better. In real life. In and real life, not the K-hole. <laughs> not not just, yeah. Well, it's a, it is a disassociative. That's the family of drugs that it's in. It's not an analgesic. Like, cocaine is an analgesic, technically. Yes. Um, it also happens to be a stimulant, but it's usually used as an analgesic. And, and uh, ketamine is a disassociative that they use. And the reason they use it on cats and monkeys and horses is that those are animals that they're difficult to put under respiratory distress. It's not good for them because they're little animals and their brains or whatever. So it's easier to give a monkey a fuck ton of ketamine and fuck around with them because then you don't have to put them under. They're still awake. And the same thing with cats. That way you can cut into them and they're just like, whatevs. Yeah. It's yeah, because it, you don't yeah. want to put them under because it's really bad for them. You have to like put them in an oxygen box and all these other things and they have to have tubes and blah, blah, blah. And so it's just easier and more effective and safer to give them a disassociative. Oh, yeah, it's... It's not for me. It's not. I mean, <laughs> okay. I might find might find myself like experimenting with it again, but it's just it's scary to even like think about. I don't really like losing complete control like that. That's what it feels like, kind of. You lose control. You just did too much. You, yeah. Itty bitty bumps. And again, it was it was kind of okay. It wasn't like a horror experience. I've had like a bad trip before and other stuff, and it wasn't really even close to a bad trip. But I just. No, you were making out with a girl the whole time. Yeah. Sounds like a very good trip. It was. It was. But, yeah, it was. It was. But, you know, I kind of, in a way, it was like, you know, it took away from make, the making out, if anything. Yeah, it you probably took, could have had a better time without the ketamine. I mean, I was out of it. I was, you know, just out of it. The K-hole was just like, I get why people hate it. But, you know, it was okay for me. <laughs> if the K-hole treat, treated me okay. Kids, go out and buy test strips. <laughs> Always test your drugs before you take them. Never buy. If you're buying your own bag, please use test strips. If you are sharing with a friend, make sure they take it first. Wait 10 minutes, and if they're dead, don't take it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard they're putting ivermectin in the drugs these days. Oh, God. They're putting, well, they're putting, like, I don't that the horse tranquilizer or whatever. They're, they put, um... The fentanyl in ketamine now and in cocaine. Who would want to do that? It makes no sense, but it's happening. So just get, just be safe, everybody out there. Just yeah, they're da-na-na-na. taking after the cigarette companies and killing their customers. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why would you put opiates in a stimulant? Right, I, I know. Okay. Public service announcement. Been, yeah. We did it. We did it. We did a whole uh, podcast. We made it. Everyone listening out there, enjoy the sunny day. Thanks for letting me tag along. Thank you for being here. We needed you. <laughs> you are seen. Shout out Pam Benjamin. <laughs> Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. <laughs> Buy some tickets <laughs> to the headliner show at El Rio. El Rio. Saturday's going to be really fun with the block party, I promise. The, all the streets here are going to be closed down, and it's going to be really great. So there's all these bands Cumbrio's going to play, and they're really, really great. Shit. 
I wish I could be here. Yeah, you're going to be back in Portland. I'm going to be back in Portland. I booked my flight so that I could make it home to host my open mic at my father's place. If anyone's listening, come to my father's place on Friday. Show starts at 9. Thomas Phelps' place? Yes. Really? No, that's actually the name of no. The name of the bar is my father's place. Okay, but my, just checking. My father has no association with it. Just checking. Just checking. I'll be back up to Portland soon. Now that this festival is coming to an end, I haven't visited Portland since before the pandemic, at the Ha Ha Harvest Festival. Yeah, that's the last time I was in town, and it was great. I had the best time, and I stayed for like ten days, and I performed like seventeen times or something stupidly ridiculous. It yeah, was great. it was dope. We're gonna go to Portland too. Yeah, come to Portland. It's, it's so great. There's so much stage time, and everybody's so nice, and they like appreciate out of towners and give people stage time. It's really nice. Really great place. Yes, but San Francisco is objectively a better city. I have found. As long as you have money. <laughs> There's dollar tacos from three, two to five at El Toro on 17th Street Monday through Friday, and they give you free chips, and they're literally dollar tacos. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I was going to go to the place across the street. Yeah. It's a little bit of a walk, but eight, 17th and um, Valencia, Dollar Tacos, so good. Are they sponsoring this radio station? No, I, <laughs> they sponsor my life. I'm like 75% taco. Fueled by tacos. Nice. <laughs> All right, thanks for being on the show, guys. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's been fun, Luke. Now we're going to run up that hill. Yes. And we're never going to cut our hair. Never. Fuck yeah. That's right. Back again with your host, Frosty Nugs. This is Soul Sausage on air. To the right, my co-host, Hippie Sean. What's happening? Hippie Sean's bitch. What's happening? How you feeling, brother? Fucking great. Fantastic, Good times. Always. 
Hell yeah. Great vibes here over at Mutiny Radio. Uh, kicking to you live. We got in the studio with us uh, Rolando Roblero. He's a Bay Area comedian. Really cool dude, really funny. Uh, he's going to be kicking it for a little while. Might have a couple other special guests drop through. Uh, how was your week, Sean? Fantastic. Always. Did you get, in, get into anything funky? Uh, shit. I can't fucking, I don't know. I just, every day is fucking something. I just helped paint the station today, so. That's uh, good, yeah. Mutiny's looking great. That is true. Uh, I got here a little late, but, uh. Pitched in a little bit, supported a few other uh, shows here. Everyone did great. Mikey Valentino, uh, very nice to meet him. Runs an open mic. And of course, Pam Benjamin's Joke Workshop. Uh, actually getting me to do comedy for the first time in life here. Or second time tonight. It was uh, definitely better than the first one. Uh, relatively the same jokes. But good times, good times. Uh... What are we gonna do tonight? What do you what do you what do you want to play, Sean? What do I want to play? Yeah, you got anything kicking? Uh, I got. I mean, yeah, we're gonna play. Some I can good get shit. it kicking. Don't worry about it. I definitely will get it kicking. We're gonna play some good shit. Can I? Can I, Sean? Go ahead, man. Can I kick it? Go ahead. Kick it. <laughs> 